a body of words becomes a body of lyrics. And these lyrics, in essence, becomes a melody with a hook. It's songwriting in the making. This is a start of a beautiful grind for me with the goal to creating an original song. Hello everyone, you're listening to You're Talented? We celebrate you. My name is Ingram ES. I hope you had a nice weekend and I trust it's prepared you to take on the week ahead, right? I started this episode with the steps that I would normally take when I start to write a song. If it sounds simple, well, it can be if you let the spirit guide you and listen to the emotions in your heart. Because I believe anything you have to force to make happen can become a difficult challenge, and that's what I try to avoid. When you find yourself agonizing over it and trying to force your hand at it, it just doesn't work for me. This approach, I, I try to really try to avoid. You see, I'm the type of person who writes from what I feel, believe, or my personal experiences. This helps me to write from a very organic place deep within my soul. I find that that way I don't have to force my thoughts nor my feelings to say something that isn't real. Now, on the flip side of that, when I write about fantasy or something whimsical, I allow my feelings to be explored so I tap into my imagination and let it produce something light. Therefore, I could write without the stress and strain of other elements around me. Because sometimes these elements of sorts can pressure me in ways that get in the way of letting me do what I really want to do naturally, if that makes any sense. I hope it did. (laughs) But with that being said, here is a sample of one of those whimsical songs that I feel that is one of my cute little catchy songs, and it's called Yellow Days. And it goes like this. Early in the morning, blue skies are dawning. People seem to be coming out to feel the sun beam. Cause it looks like another one of those yellow days, mellow days. Kick back with your fellow days. It'll warm your heart. It calms your mind. It causes nerves to unwind. In a mellow way, on a yellow day, every time. They wear their hair in styles that'll make you smile. Their clothes automatically knows what shades to wear. It's a part of the air, so come on out or relax right there. 
on this yellow day, mellow day. Kick back with your fellow days. It'll warm your heart. It calms your mind. It causes nerves to unwind. In a mellow way on a yellow day every time. Simplicity describes the scenery. Just right. Tone of light pours in the soul to behold this golden setting on a mellow day, yellow day. Kick back with your fellow days. It warms your heart. It calms your mind. It causes nerves to unwind. In a mellow way on a yellow day. In a mellow way on a yellow day. In a mellow way on this mellow day. Every time. I used to sing this song a lot when I first wrote it about 30 years ago to jumpstart my day, you know? And I still do from time to time when I think about it. Here I am approximately 31, 32 years old, I think, somewhere around up in there. And I was in this little studio apartment in Brooklyn, New York. And one night, it just came up on me, honest to God, songs just seemed like they were just falling from the sky, dropping into my soul. And I started writing them. So, oh, I like this tune. And I started jotting this down. Oh, I like that. And I said, oh, my God, I need a, a, you know, I need to capture this. And I was running around trying to find my little, you know, um, I had a physical tape recorder, you know, those little tape recorder boxes then. And, um, and I mean, in a night, I could write maybe 10 songs, 12 songs, 15 songs, and I think it started to scare me, but I continued to write, and I was like, gosh, is this how people write songs, or is this really a song song? Would people hear this? Would they like it? I didn't even know if I was on the right track. I didn't know what was happening, but I can tell you, as God is my witness, that I felt like there was truly angels or something in my myths that fed me these songs hand over fist. And in the course of, I'd say a month, I must have wrote a hundred songs in that month. Now, mind you, I've never written, (laughs) I have never written a song song prior to that to in its fullest extent Prior to me coming to L.A., I mean, I'm sorry, to New York, I'm getting a little excited here, so you have to excuse me for a minute because it's so exciting to me, you know, and it's amazing how God works. I mean, I just, this is just God and the works. I give him all the credit and all the glory because I don't care. It did come to me later in life, but it came. And when it came, it came on like gangbusters. 
I remember before I moved to New York, I was in L.A. and in my late 20s, coming into my 30s. And I think I was at that time, I was kind of struggling at composing and writing a song, um, thinking of how I wanted it constructed. But I reflected back on how I, um, you know, did my research and how I studied how hit songs were made prior to. So, yeah, I reverted back to that and I pulled out some old notes and uh, papers that I had about the structure of a song. Because when I was in this apartment in Brooklyn, you know, I, it, things were coming at me like, like I said, at every angle. And I wasn't sure exactly how to structure some of these songs, you know. And so when I reflected back on my notes, I looked at it and, and I tell you, this is how I measured hit songs. First of all, I've heard other songwriters say that there's an A, B, A, B, C, B, or A, B, and then it's a fade. For the most part, that is the formula. In other words, each bar it could be the verse, which is the A, and then you may have another verse, another bar, which would be the B. And then you go into the C, which is the chorus. After the chorus, you come back to the A, right, and, ha and have another verse and a second verse. You go back to the chorus again and then you come out to either fade after that or you come out to do a bridge and then fade I know it probably doesn't make much sense to you guys unless you are a songwriter um, but yeah that was how I studied it I mean I broke down literally Every phrase the singer would sing, the timing, the length, and each breath that they would take holding that one note or carrying that, that one measure, right, in the song. So therefore, I would, you know, after listening to maybe two dozen different artists singing all these hit songs and listening to that rhythm the the count and each sentence that they would sing it would be like four sentences in each bar you know and then that would be your a section and then they would go to a b section and with a slight little turn in terms of you know how they um approach that bar whether they modulate and take it a step up or if they just kind of take a turn and say give it a slight little difference in the the rhythm you know to, to keep it interesting right and then they go into the course and then they come back and repeat it maybe with a different story or they modulate or they do different things but this is how I studied the craft of you know, successful artists that's out there. 
you know, that was impressed upon me in, these, in their hit songs. So that's how I studied, you know, how to write a song, you know, and understanding that format. In other words, I would take a paper and pencil, listen to the song, and if it's something that I could actually rewind or play over, you know, over and over and over again, that would help me to study that song, right? Because if it's on the radio and you're trying to capture it, you got to be, you know, in position with paper and pencil and tuned in closely to capture their their style and their format. So I would just take a pencil when I have, you know, when I'm all set up and ready to study this song. And each word, like I said, I would even count the syllables of that, you know, phrase or the length in which they hold that note or how many beats are in that measure, right? I mean, I just dissect it, you know. In other words, for example, think about the song, Mary Had a Little Lamb. Mary had a little lamb. That's six syllables right there. That's one measure. Mary had a little lamb, right? And then she repeats that three times over because you want to make this a full measure. I mean, a full bar. And um, and then she goes into saying, her sheep was white as snow. Again, that's six, you know, that's six syllables. Every syllable for every word that is spoken has to be considered in the format and the arrangement of the song because sometimes you can have too many syllables too many words within that beat and then you find yourself trying to crunch tighten up you know words on top of each word and it it, you could tell when something is it doesn't fit within that measure right and if you don't recognize it maybe your producer would but I often reverted back to that format when I constructed my songs. So listen, we're going to take a break at this time and we'll be back on the other side. Thank you for staying with us. This is Your Talented. And we were discussing before the break how to go about writing songs and the format that I use. So let me just quickly recap the, that format And that format is in a block form style, if you will, or phrase, so to speak. Therefore, it's an AB, which is two verses, and the C is the chorus. Then back to AB and C again. Then to the D for the bridge, which takes you back to the C or B or C, then fade to end. I hope that makes some sense. I'm not sure if that's clear or not. Um, This is the basic format that I use whenever I write a song. Now, the beat and the rhythm would change from song to song, of course. 
Every time I begin writing, it doesn't matter the genre I'm writing in, I still go back to that same format. Now, here are some songs that I wrote that I thought had a really catchy beat to it. But this one that I'm going to share with you right now is still a work in progress. It seems as though I tend to struggle with fast songs. I don't know why that is. I love writing love songs. They seem to be um, my first go-to when I'm when I'm writing a song. It just flows very natural for me. And... Um, I just don't struggle with them at all. But these next two songs are upbeat songs. And the first one that I will share with you is called She Smiles. And it goes like this. She's got a walk that does all her talking. You've got to move to her groove to keep up with her. She makes fire. Run from the heat her presence bring. In a little while, a spectacular thing will happen. She smiles. When I wrote this song, I could just imagine a beautiful, sassy, and confident woman walking down the street, turning heads everywhere she went. And yet, no man could touch her because she was just too fierce to handle. And she exuded that. That's what I call a fierce, you know, woman with finesse and sass. Okay? Hey, do you know anyone perhaps like that in your life or that you may have ever met? That's a confident woman, I'm telling you. Here's another one I call a lonely heart. And it goes like this. I want to talk to somebody sweet to me. I need the humor of your personality. It means a lot when you haven't got a sweetheart to take part in a lonely heart. I want to feel what I've missed for years. A friend and a lover if it still exists. We got to get back to that basic fact. When a sweetheart took part in a lonely heart. Now, did you notice the format that I used in each one of these songs? For instance, the first song was sung with the ABA format. The second song was sung with just an A and C format and using the title of the song as the chorus. She smiles. Now, the third song, the one I just sung, I used an A and B format, two verses only. Again, all of these are just samples to show the different format on how it could be used to arrange a song. When I write a full song in its entirety, it usually the format is usually falls in A, B, A, B, to D, to C, 
to fade. Okay? Well, all right, we're going to take another break, and we'll be right back on the other side. Stay with us. All right, we're back. I shared three songs with you because I thought that they would be easy and relatable as well as catchy with a good hook. And perhaps maybe even easy to remember. I also hope that the format that I've shared here will help someone out there who may be trying to write a song but just don't know how to go about it. And perhaps maybe this process could help them along the way. At least that's my my intent. Of course, these days, there's no really no hose bar <laughs> to writing songs. You know, material and music have changed so much over the years. Of course, these days, I don't think the younger generation really writes in this style or even think about this format very much anymore. You know, the songs that I hear on the radio and uh, or on videos on TV that I see or hear is so different. And, and that's just a generational thing. I get that, right? But for those who want to try to keep a certain standard format, that's what I'm offering here. Something that I think has been tried and true and used time and time again over generations and decades. Okay? Music is so vast these days that I it's just not constructed the same way as it was when I came up. And I guess that's just a sign of the times. I don't know. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to do it for us this this uh, episode. I once again had a great time. I've enjoyed it. And I hope you enjoyed my music and some of my original work. We will be back next week with some more, um, you know, interesting songs and uh, to share with you. So please stay tuned. And with that being said, I just want to leave my uh, disc- disclaimer that all songs and material and content shared in this episode has been copywritten and trademarked in 2021, all rights reserved. Once again, I'm Ingram Yes, and we'll see you next week. And let the naysayers know our hashtag. Don't hate me because I'm talented. Celebrate me because I am.